Hey guys, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. We've got a great topic for you today and a great question at the end of today's episode. So don't tune out early because the question today, I think, is a really, really good one. And we're going to have fun answering that. But first, Ashley wants to share one of the many reviews that have come in recently. That's right. Thank you guys so much for leaving a review. It is the best way to let people know about our podcast. So if you've been listening for a long time and you haven't left us a five-star review yet, please do so. So we're going to share one from Caitlin with an I is what she calls herself, which is cool. It's called Funny, Relatable, and Unique. She says, this podcast is by far my favorite Christian marriage podcast. The content is relatable and much more practical than the cliche stuff we always hear. I appreciate this resource so much. These two have a great outlook on marriage. Their relationship is funny and they always make the topics fun to listen to. Thank you oh, so much for leaving you. that, Caitlin. That, th- thank you. That really does does mean a lot. We've got a special guest in the studio with us today, by the way. Chi-Chi, our dog, yes. is here. So be listening. You might hear some barks in the background. She's, uh, <laughs> she's our good luck charm today. We're going to have a lot of fun. Before we dive into today's topic, which is all about screen time, a lot of great questions have come in on this recently, so I'm excited yes. to dive in. But first, I want to let you know about a really cool resource that I think could make a big difference in your marriage. Hey, friends. I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them, and that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me. And I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. I am so excited about this episode because this is something that is completely based on messages that we received from you all over the past few months. And so we were like, you know what? We need to devote an entire episode to this. And what we're going to be talking about today is how to manage screen time and marriage, and specifically how to find the the right balance of screen time. Because we're not saying that all screens, you know, TV, computers, gaming, whatever it is that you're into are necessarily a bad thing, but we're saying that when they are out of balance and that becomes kind of the focus of all your attention and you're ignoring your family, it is very detrimental to a marriage. So we're going to talk about how to keep things in balance. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I was on, looking at my phone. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But there have been times in, in marriage where I really have been looking me at my too, phone and have missed out on something that you said or have not been fully present. And, you know, these smartphones that we carry in our pockets, or they're with us all the time. There's never been a time in human history where we've had this unique situation yeah. uh, that we've got constant information at our fingertips, but we also have a potentially constant distraction at our fingertips. Navigating that balance is so important for marriage. And like Ashley said, many of you have written in recently, and not only recently, this has been one of the most ongoing lines of questioning we've had of how do you manage that? Or my husband, my wife, I'm afraid that they're they're really getting out of balance with it. You know, they're constantly on on social media, they're constantly gaming, they're constantly just tied to a screen. And Mm -hmm. it's really becoming a wedge in our marriage. 
And so we need to figure out how to leverage the technology for the great tool that it is right. to stay connected to, to friends, to stay connected even to our spouse, but to not let that thing become uh, more than it should be. It's a great servant, but it's a poor master. If you exactly. use it as a servant, it's going to serve you well. If it starts to master you, in other words, if it starts to become an addiction, if it starts to create some unhealthy habits, then you've really got to have some honest conversations about it. Right. So we're not here you know, is, is like these kind of authoritative parents to smack you on the knuckles with the ruler and say like, <laughs> now here are the rules. You know, if anything past this this many minutes per day and you're, you're over the edge, this is for you as an adult, as a couple to figure out in your marriage, right. what does this need to look like? We're just going to talk about some things to help you and your spouse start having that conversation in a healthy way. You know, it's so true. And so how do we practically do that? I think at first it starts with like, making sure that you're giving your spouse your best attention. You know, if you constantly, like when you come home, you're on your phone and whether it means like you're talking to somebody or you're checking Facebook or maybe right when you get home, you run downstairs to wherever your gaming equipment is and hop on your game. Like you're ignoring your family right when you come home. You know, we need to make sure that when we come home, that we greet everybody, that we're present with our spouse, we're present with our children, that we spend some time with them and maybe reserve the time for our hobby, especially if it's like gaming. We get a lot of emails about this. And so I wanna talk a little bit about this. Gaming itself is not a bad thing. You know, our sons are like super into gaming. I know it's something yeah. where you can, you know, these days you actually, it's not like you're just in a room with a TV playing a game by yourself. You're actually playing with people online and it can be a, a great way to connect with friends who are far away. So it's not all bad. But it becomes really bad when it's the one thing you look forward to when you get home. Now, I understand it might be a good way to blow off steam. Like for me personally, I'm not a gamer, but I like watching like certain TV shows. Like I love turning on The Office and just watching The Office laugh. And for me, it's a way to just kind of come down from a busy day. But if if that's what I'm looking forward to when I get home from work and I'm ignoring my husband and children, then that's completely a detrimental thing to my family. And so we had to ask ourselves, like, when is the best time of day for me to enjoy this this screen time. And I would I would venture to say the best time of day is when it's more on your time and not their time. Yeah. Think about it. Like yeah. if it's on, if it's on their time when you're when it's the only time of day they really get to see you and engage with you, then that's a problem. So maybe instead move it to a later time in the day or a time when maybe they're not home. You know, make it so that that they're not paying for it, so to speak. That's, yeah, that's a real make sure they're not paying for it. That is a really really good and profound way to to look at it, not only in your marriage, but you know, for those of you who have children, and oh, I know many yeah. of our listeners do, and we do, um, I try to keep that in mind that like I want to be present in the moments that are most important to my family, and I want to make sure that I've carved out time each day where I can have some uninterrupted one-on-one -on -one time with right. every single member of the family, and sometimes. That one-on-one -on -one time is is partly spent playing video games with one of my sons because that's what they love to do. And so I've right. got to join them in their world. And sometimes it's me getting beat at Mario Kart and them loving every bit of it, you know, because they laugh because they can they can beat dad. And I'm like, well, if we were playing on the old Super Nintendo, I'd be whipping you <laughs> whippersnappers because I don't know how to play these newfangled fancy things. But we, we have a lot of fun together playing stuff. And, and then sometimes it's bedtime, you know, when I'm exhausted, it's not my best time of the day, but I'll put my phone down and say, yes. all right, this is the one time a day I've got a captive audience with them and I'll go spend 10 minutes in their room just talking about their day. And it really is a special time. And they love time. it. They love it. And you know, sometimes like for me, you know, sometimes you can, like like Dave was saying, as far as playing video games with your kids or with your spouse, even maybe you and your spouse enjoy that together. You know, for us, like, again, I'm not really a gamer, but I, I love The Office and our two older boys love The Office. So there's been times where we will talk like, but we've seen it a, a million times. Like I've seen the entire series probably eight times, like since it's been out. But it's like, you know, we'll we'll talk about different episodes we like and we'll laugh about it and we'll kind of joke about it. And so there's conversation happening. 
but it, you know, it's it's not like I'm just completely like, okay, you guys go there. I'm going here. I'm going to ignore you, you know? And, and I think it's so easy though to do that. I mean, I have to sometimes remind myself because I, I understand as a parent and as a spouse, you know, sometimes we do need alone time, you know, especially if you're introverted. I'm introverted. Dave's kind of a mix of an introvert and extrovert. And, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with what that really means, because a lot of us think it means like either you're a people person or you're not. What it really means is where do you get your energy? Do you get your, do you feel more energized when you're by yourself and you kind of have some reprieve? Or are you more energized when you're around people and you feel like you're gaining energy from being around people? And for me personally, I love people. I mean, I love being around people, but I've got to have some time in my day where I'm by myself and I kind of just have a moment. And for me, a lot of times that does involve a TV. And Dave knows this about me. I may not even be watching it. I may be like half out of it, just zoning out. But it's something that gives me like a little beat in the day. But what I've had to learn being being a wife and being a mother is I, again, I need to pick better times when I'm not making my family pay for it, when I'm not kind of neglecting them. And I, it's always something I have to monitor. I mean, it's not something where I get on autopilot and just assume everything's good. You know, I need to make sure I'm engaging with with my husband and with my kids. And so that's something that we just have to think about is when is the best time of day? And when we when we sit down and talk to our spouse, which we should ask them and even ask your kids, you know, if you have kids old enough to have an opinion about this, talk to them about it. Like, when do you really like me to hang with you? You know, when do you want to just hang out together? And same with your spouse, talk to them about it and then find that time when you when you can engage with your family, but then also maybe later or maybe early in the morning, you know, before everybody's awake, you can kind of have your little, your, your time with your hobby. Because it's not in and of itself a bad thing. When it becomes a bad thing is when it it takes priority over your family. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. So again, this is about you, your spouse, your family kind of working out together. Like how do we how do we find a rhythm that works for everyone to make sure that everybody gets the time that they need? Because the truth is sometimes we can live in an illusion thinking we're spending a lot of quality time around each other, but we're we're not. Like if you and your spouse are sitting on the couch and both of you are just on your phone, you might yeah. think, well, we're spending quality time together. We're both sitting here together. We're in the same physical space, but you could be in two totally separate worlds. You know, he's playing Candy Crush and she's on Pinterest. And, you know, one of you could leave the room for an hour and the other one wouldn't even notice. And that's when it, it, it really is getting out of balance that we think we could be in the physically be in the same space and yet completely be missing out on quality time. Oh yeah. So I think, you know, a big a big theme that we talk about on the Naked Marriage podcast all the time is the, is communication. You've got to communicate. You have to have uninterrupted time together where you're constantly kind of monitoring where you are and making adjustments in every season of life. You know, for for us, one of the best the best things we do every day, I think it's one of the secrets to to how we've maintained our friendship in marriage and maintain that line of communication is we end most days by going on a walk together, you know, by getting our youngest one in, in bed and then, you know, kind of having the older boys just chill for a little bit and saying, we're going to go on a walk around the neighborhood. And it's a great way to get a little exercise, but it's it's no screens. Like we're, you know, our screens are in our pocket just in case the boys call. And we talk, we talk without any screen distraction. And that is some of the most meaningful conversation we have each day. But if you look over the, the day that you have with your spouse and you think, I don't know if we've had five minutes of uninterrupted conversation where there wasn't a screen involved all day, that's when it, it really it really becomes an issue that you've got to address. Or if one spouse believes there's a problem with the amount of screen time, then there's a problem. You know, right. you might think, well, I don't think it's a problem. You know, I'm just, this is my, this is my hobby and I like to do this and that's fine and good. But if, if your spouse feels like it's too much right. uh, and you're just kind of continually pridefully saying, well, I'm going to keep doing it because I, I think it's fine 
then you're driving a wedge. You're allowing, you're allowing a little piece of technology to drive a wedge in your marriage. And you need to be willing to put that phone down or put that game down or put whatever it is down and say, let's reconnect and let's find some common ground and let's work together on this. You know, I think something we often forget too is that we're not only, it's not only affecting our spouse and our kids, but they're also watching us as a model, like for behavior in their future. And, you know, and I think about like, do I want my kids to think it's okay to just completely ignore you know, the family and just get lost on my laptop or, or gaming or whatever it is. And I think, you know, we often forget to, to ask ourselves that because in the moment we're just doing what we want to do and it feels good in the moment to just have that time doing the hobby or whatever it is. And what we don't realize is, is we're, we're really kind of creating a narrative in our kid's mind of what marriage and what family is supposed to look like. And, you know, I remember one of the specific emails we got recently was a wife who felt like her husband had just taken his video game hobby too far. And she said, you know, it's just like, he completely is in another world. And he was particularly into violent games. And she was worried about their young son kind of misunderstanding what's going on and and not understanding how, you know, how things really should be in the family. And it it had gotten really out of balance. And so, you know, I I just want to talk about that because it's something that, you know, the, the sooner we can recognize when things are out of balance, the better. And like Dave said, if your spouse comes to you, if your child comes to you, my goodness, because children especially sometimes we'll say things even sooner than a spouse will say it because they're just so honest. You know, that's not something to ignore. Like definitely pay attention to that. You know, I've had had my kids, our kids call me out on being on my phone before. I mean, there's been times where they're like, mom, mom, mom. And I'm I'm like literally in another world checking Facebook or whatever. And and they're like, you've really been on your phone for a while. And and, and it really hits me hard because I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're right. You know, I need to put this down. I, I've gotten carried away, and so we need to we need to really take note of those things that that our kids and our spouse are telling us because, it, you know, like Dave said, even if we don't think it's a problem, clearly they're affected by it, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you really haven't even looked me in the eye today. Like, what's the deal?" Yeah, that's that's so true. So you gotta you gotta have your sensors out to what yes. you know what your family, what your spouse, especially is thinking. And it might mean creating some new rules together, new boundaries. You know, our yeah. friend Dan Leanne, who speaks at the EXO conferences, uh, just does a great job. What a fun communicator. And yeah. he's good. He's got this cool Australian accent and it just makes, it's just yes. a cool, I wish I talked like that. I mean, he's like the <laughs> coolest guy, but he's also a great teacher. Yes. You know, he doesn't just have a cool accent. He's a super great teacher with a lot of depth. Speak, speaking of that, if you want to hear any of the EXO sessions, you should check out EXO now, not to like yes. throw in a commercial for this, but this is a it's great truth, way though. for you to invest. If you want to use screens for good, use right. your screens to get some great marriage content Exo Now is a great way to do that. Um, quickest way to get there, if you go to exonow.tv, it'll take you straight there and um, you can learn more. It's like Netflix for your marriage and you can hear all of Dan's sessions and all of ours and Jimmy's and everybody else's. But in the last Exo talk he did, he shared that him and his wife were kind of having this screen conversation yeah. and decided that a good standard they were going to follow, a new rule they were going to implement is no phones in the bedroom. Right. And I, and I love that. And I that kind of challenges me because, you know, I'll bring my phone in the bedroom. I use it as an alarm clock, so I keep right. it by the bed. But then I'll also pick it up and be laying in bed, checking Facebook and checking email last thing at night, first thing in the morning. And and I think that it would be better if there was just digital detox to end the day and to start the day. Yeah. And so that's maybe something that, you know, that we, we should try. But whatever the rules are in your marriage, you've got to talk about it together and think, how how can we implement some new strategies to just make sure that the screens aren't taken over. In our house, one of the simple things we do is we say no phones at the table. Right. No. So we gather together for dinner. It is a, it is a screen-free time. Even right. if it's at a restaurant, restaurant or at home, 
no phones at the table. And e- the kids, everybody puts down whatever they they're know on. It, yeah. And we engage with each other. We go around the circle. We ask each other, tell us, you know, two good things about your day. And if you want to, you can also share one hard thing about your day. And we talk about it and we laugh and we celebrate the good and we encourage each other for the hard stuff. And yep. it's it's such a great time to reconnect. And every family and every couple needs those screen-free times of interaction each day. So, so sweetie, like how would you pivoting a little bit here, how would you get a spouse to get off their phone if they don't think it's an issue? Like if, and these are the people that write us, and this is why I want to address this head on. The questions we get on Facebook, on email, um, on nakedmarriagepodcast.com, they go something like this. My husband or my wife, they're on their phone all the time. It's becoming a huge issue in our marriage. I can't get through to him or her, and yet they don't see it as an issue. And and that's really where the issue lies is they they just kind of shrug it off and say, well, it's not a big deal. You need to get over it. Right. What what do you encourage someone to do in that situation? You know, this is interesting. I actually saw uh, an entire story on the Today Show about this and or it might've been Good Morning America. I can't remember. But it was one of the correspondents who, it, it was this very same thing. His family had told him, man, you have an issue with screens. Like you're constantly, for him in particular, it was his phone. They're like, you're on your phone way too much and it's really bothering us and you don't realize it. I know you're not doing it intentionally to like not talk to us, but like it's it's like an addiction for you. And he was like, I don't believe it. So what he did is he got an app that tracked how much he's on his phone. And I will tell you, we we use actually the same app, to you, same app that he uses. It's called Custodio with a Q, Custodio, the Custodio app. It's also a filtering system for um, websites and things like that. And yeah, I think keep, we've shared that keep before. Pornography keep pornography off, off and even other things. Like if you if there's anything in particular you just don't want your kids or your, yourself to be exposed to. So anyway, Custodio will, will literally tell you how much you've been on your phone and exactly where that time was spent. And he said, after he did that for a week, he could not believe, like he was just flabbergasted at the amount of time that he was wasting on his phone. And in particular, which which social media sites he was going to and just, you know, which news sites he was going to. He was like, I am wasting so much time on this. And so he basically gave himself a detox from that for a few days. And, and it is like a detox maneuver because it, you really do have to kind of retrain yourself because you're used to just constantly entertaining yourself with your phone. I think we have this epidemic of being bored and we instantly go to our phones. It's just, and our kids do the same thing. We're just in that kind of culture. And so he basically, um, for a little bit, just just tried to stay away from his phone unless it was like work, nece- you know, necessary for work. And it really helped him to to have more FaceTime with his kids and with his wife. And it just, it created such a healthier environment. And so I would encourage you to do the same. Like just say, yeah, listen, first really of good. all, let me show you. It's not just me complaining. I think as a spouse, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, my spouse is just complaining about this or my kids are just complaining about this. But when you can look at the real numbers, it's pretty eye-opening. Yeah, And so, you know, get that get that tracking. Go, go to Custodio. It's not very expensive. You can see exactly how much time you're spending on this. You can do it as an entire family so you don't feel singled out. So everybody can kind of track where they're going, how long they're spending on their devices. And you can put this on laptops and any any device, by the way. Yeah, and but, you don't even necessarily need a paid software like Custodio. I mean, right. like most most smartphones have well, these Apple features. Well, Apple does, if you, if has you, a feature. Yeah, if you have an iPhone, yeah. you know, at that new software with Apple, you can update your phone. It'll it'll cut you off after certain limits. It'll track your Yeah, you can you can do time. it where it cuts you off. That, that's another thing is you can set limits if you're like, I can't do this myself. You know, at a certain time at night, I'm not gonna be able to get online. You know, you can literally set that time. And so, you know, it was just really neat seeing that story because this guy... You know, he was a, a great husband and father, but he didn't realize how he was really taking, you know, stealing time away from his family 
And uh, and this just, he said it made such an improvement. First of all, recognizing the problem, like realizing yeah. like, yes, this is a real problem. And then setting limits for himself. And I think one of the limits, it's funny that you mentioned about Dan Leanne having that limit in the bedroom. That's one of the boundaries they kind of put in place is because where he was spending a lot of time was at night and it was her, it was affecting his sleep. So then it was affecting how he treated his family in the morning. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of this snowball effect. And so, yes, use use it, you know, use your apps for good. probably going to affect your sex life too, just yeah, to absolutely. get real. If, if your wife's absolutely. like, well, apparently that, that phone is more desirable to you than, than me. Right. You know, it's going to... That's one of the, the many possible negative exactly. uh, consequences. But I love what Ashley was saying. Just you got to monitor these things. Yeah. I mean, whether it's your time or your money, your time your your time is the most valuable resource you have, not your money. But yet most of us will at least pay attention to where we're spending our money. And yeah. if, it's, if it's running out too fast, we'll, we'll want to know why and where it's going. Well, our time, we need to be even more mindful of where it's going. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of times we're just, we're flushing time down the toilet every day and not investing in relationships and we're just, you know, losing it in apps or whatever. And I love the fact that when you when you track it mm-hmm. and you look at it and you really you really take an assessment of how you're spending your time, it could be really eye-opening. And so I would say start there. I think yeah. that could be a great place to start. Like let's track our time on the phones for a week. And, and I let's think look doing at it, it together is key. Yeah, doing it together, right. doing it even as a whole family. And yeah. then let's reconnect after a week and say is this is this the best use of our time? Where can we make some adjustments. So yes. that's, it's great stuff. We've got some additional resources on screen time and, and um, specific a- aspects of screen time, whether it's gaming or social media, both in past podcast episodes, articles we've articles, written on marriagetoday.com. Um, and as, as always, there's some insights hopefully you can get from the Naked Marriage book. And thank yes. you guys for those who've been uh, reading that and listening to that. A lot of you guys listen to, listen to the podcast and you've enjoyed listening to the audio book, which you can get on Amazon. So thank you for that. Sweetie, before we jump into today's question, do you have any final thoughts on screen time? I think the only thing I would say is don't assume that your screen time is all good. Ask ask each other. Like yeah, talk to each good. other about it. You know, that's why we do these podcasts is to, to encourage conversation. And so don't assume it's all good. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe you'll ask your spouse and they're like, you know what? You actually manage that really well. And thank you for even asking me about it. But so far, so good. Or they might be like, you know what? I'm so glad you asked because it has been a little bit more than you probably realize. And I feel like we're not getting enough time together. And so hopefully it'll have some good, uh, it'll encourage you guys to have a good, healthy, respectful, loving conversation. That is good, good stuff. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. 
inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going, and even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not. Using on average, they're saving their users seven hundred and twenty dollars a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens: you sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it. Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over five million users and has helped save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year with over five hundred million in canceled subscription. Guys, that's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to RocketMoney.com/naked. That's RocketMoney.com/naked. Start saving money today. All right, we're going to dive into today's question. You guys can send us questions. Well, you can send us questions anywhere, really, on on Facebook, um, on Instagram. We have a shared account, Dave and Ashley Willis. We have the marriage page on Facebook and individual pages there. You can email us. But the questions we're answering specifically on this podcast are the ones that are sent to nakedmarriagepodcast.com. Yes. So if you'd like for us to answer it on air, then please send your questions there. And here is this week's question. It says, I came into marriage not knowing what healthy conflict looked like. Growing up, my parents' marriage was full of domination, explosive anger, bitter resentment, and a lack of honest communication, all of which I've seen in myself as a wife. In turn, my husband has felt dominated and disrespect, and this needs to end now. How can I break the cycle of what I learned from my past and fully embrace healthy conflict with my husband? Man, this is such a great question. Yes. First, I'm going to let Ashley dive in, but first off, thank you for writing this in. Thank you for your courage and your honesty to to you know to confess this is an area you want to grow in and so many people relate to this you know Jimmy Evans when he um he has a great illustration he uses in his talks where he has people raise their hand he says how many of you grew up in a house where there was a dominant parent a dominant spouse whether right. it was your mom or your dad that kind of dominated in that marriage relationship and a bunch of hands go up and he said now of those who just raised their hands how many of you would say that dominant relationship had a negative impact in the marriage and in the family and almost every single hand that raised the first time raised the second time saying that dominance always creates unhealthy dynamics always. in the relationship. And so you're recognizing this because the hard part is even if we recognize something is unhealthy, our default mode is to just do what yes. we saw growing up, even if we know it's unhealthy. Right. And so it, the first step is recognizing it. She's recognized that she wants to stop it. So sweetie, where does she start? I think the place to start is giving your spouse permission to tell you when you're doing these things. Oh, that's good. And, and you know, we've, we, we know what this is like. We've walked through this ourselves and we've worked with a lot of couples who've walked through this. And I do think you have to say that the spouse that grew up that way intends to go to the default mode of explosive anger, resentment, you know, unhealthy fighting, so to speak. You have to give your spouse permission to say when you're, when you're crossing those boundaries. And, and this isn't to put you in a parent-child dynamic, so please don't get me wrong here. It's, it's nothing like that. But it's, it's, it's saying like, listen, when I fall into that mode, I am giving you permission to say, sweetie, listen, you are starting to sound like that parent that you don't want to sound like. Yeah. You're, you're starting to do those things. And you told me 
it was okay when I told you, and I know you don't want to be this way. And when you say it calmly like that, and you're like, listen, we talked about this beforehand. I'm not trying to nitpick at you, but I know you're not wanting to go down this road. It can, it can stop it in its tracks. And, you know, it's something that it'll kind of stop it before it gets worse. Because I think a lot of times when, when you're used to a household where someone is just flying off the handle all the time and like has, you know, goes off to reckless abandonment, like with their anger. And it's like, it's just this horrible thing that just gets worse and worse. But when you can very calmly, you know, when you see kind of them ramping up, you see, you know, if your spouse is the one that tends to go to that place of anger and you see them ramping up and they've already given you permission to say something, kindly say something. And it might even be, you know, grabbing their hand gently, and saying, sweetie, that you're doing what you said you don't want to do. Let's let's wait till you calm down a little bit and then we'll we'll talk about it. Now, speaking of calming down, the worst thing you could say is calm down. <laughs> right. It never helps anybody. <laughs> that never calm helps. Down. You <laughs> never know. helps anybody. But but speaking kindly and saying, um, or maybe you even have a word. I mean, it could be as simple as like a, a code word. Right. You yeah, know, like a safe word. Like a safe word. Philadelphia. I mean, I'm serious, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> it's getting crazy, thing. Philadelphia. You know, whatever it is. But I mean, it's just those things that you know is not going to ignite your anger, but is going to extinguish your anger and be that little reminder, that gentle reminder. And, I, and gentle being the, the, the biggest word I can tell you right now, because we don't want it to cause more arguing, but a gentle reminder to say, we're getting, we're getting heated here. Like yeah. this is, this is, we're going into a place where I know you don't, you don't want to go. And it's just that way to kind of remind you. And, and over time, by doing this exercise, over time, you'll stop doing it because you'll have had that gentle reminder, you, even if it's a look. I mean, again, you guys need to talk about what that thing is to kind of get you to extinguish that anger inside of you or that bitterness or resentment. And that way you're not repeating what, what you grew up with. Because I do think there's so many things that, you know, for, for those who have grown up in a household where there was a dominant parent, you know how toxic that is. Yeah. And, and it is like the biggest fear to repeat that. But like Dave said, our go-to is often how we were raised. And so it does take being very intentional about how we do address, you know, hot topics in our marriage. And it's so good when we have our spouse on the same page with us to, to give us that general reminder, that look, that word, to just say, oh, we're getting we're getting into that territory, and that way, you know, we have to look at it as they're just trying to help me here and help us. This is not an attack on me. It's because that's how I was raised. That's where I tend to go, and I want to stop this cycle. Man, that's good stuff. Learn to recognize the signs, the triggers that are leading you there. Oh, absolutely. Practice ways to calm down. Talk about these things not in the heat of the moment, but talk about them when you're both calm. And, yes, and or really, even write it down. Yeah, write it down. One, one other quick thing about this. If you will Google F5 marriage tornado and our David Ashley Willis, we've got some, um, some videos and some articles that kind of relate to this cycle of conflict and yes. how people fall into it, how to get out of it, where we can talk about that in more detail. Because this, this is a big, big issue. And we've, we've talked a lot about it because it is such an important issue. But thank you for that question. And I hope my beautiful and brilliant wife's insights will help you because if you'll put what she said into practice, that will make a big difference. Guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for writing in and letting us know what topics you want to hear. Thank you for leaving reviews. Um, you are part of this community. Together, we are um, we're spreading a message of encouraging and strengthening marriages all over the world, and you are a part of that movement. And we are so, so thankful. So feel free to, to write in, let us know what you'd like to hear in future episodes. Continue to spread the word so other people can discover it. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Naked Marriage Podcast. Bye, guys.